following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Everyone and welcome to another edition of Inside Florida Racing on the Real Racing USA Network. I'm CC Brooks, of course, as always, joined by Jack Smith and Rob Bonehead Elding. Hey guys. Hey Rob, you there? Hang on a minute. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, tell, you tell everybody what we're going to do here while I see if I can okay. get Rob. He probably scuts. He's back in the bar again. I think he's back in the barn out there playing with the cows, but um, okay, let's see here. A great show. We are going to be talking to a couple of drivers from Orlando Speed World. Justin Reynolds will be joining us, as well as Cynthia Strallis. She'll be with us. Drew Brannon, who, of course, won uh, Saturday night at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park, will be here. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Tony Amico. Jay Marshall, and uh, we're going to be talking about some upcoming events on the Real Racing USA Network. Rob, get out of the barn. So, CC, I think he's got the buttons fixed now. See, I was there the whole time. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you were, you know, tending to a cow. No, I hear the comments. Yes, <laughs> I hear the comments. Just well, nice to have a job. So, how you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing real well. Hey, you know, I'm jealous because I love cows, so I wish I was there, you know, playing with the cows like you get to do. Well, you know, nothing like being a redneck, CC. Well, you know, actually, Friday night, I got to be a little redneck and went um, went four-wheeling in some big old Jeeps out in uh, some cattle pasture and went and had a good time and got up and personal with some cattle. Saw some coyotes, too. That was cool. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of coyotes around these days. Well, that's what I did Friday night. And, of course, Saturday night, I was at Charlotte County Motorsports Park for the ASA race. Did you get to take in any racing this weekend? No racing this weekend. Um, but I see that a lot of racing has taken place. And I see Bobby did have a real good race out there. The place was packed Saturday night. Great. It was great to see it that way. Um, it was my return to CCMP after, I don't know, at least a month or two. And it was great to see... Um, all my old friends there and all the staff there at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Great seeing everyone. And uh, I had a really good time there. Was there. I got there, oh, a little after 7 o'clock and uh, stayed to the very to the end of the night and uh, had a really good time. And it was great because, you know, there were so many people there, Rob. But when it came to the end of the evening and everybody leaving the track, which, you know, sometimes can be a real nightmare when you have so many people leaving um, a small area, it was nice and organized, and uh, people were letting each other in and to get out and stuff. So it was it was a good night at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Well, that's good. How was the race? 
the race was good. I think the um, I think the only disappointment that I heard from people was that unfortunately there was not an autograph session before the race, but that was because of a time issue. Actually, they did had all the drivers over in turn one. Oh yeah, sitting up on that little platform piece of the where there's no stands, but there's uh-huh. the big concrete things there. They were all over there, and they were signing autographs. I got some pictures of them actually oh. signing autographs. Well, there were some cute pictures of them. Too bad there wasn't some announcements made so people knew about it. I mean, I didn't know about it. Of yeah. course, I was sitting on the hill, and sometimes you don't always, yeah. you can't always hear things good, but the view is so yeah. great up on the hill. Yeah, I don't know why they don't um, just have an autograph session or something after the races. You know, like a lot of professional sports do, they uh, allow you to sign autographs at a table afterwards or something like that. Yeah. Well I had lots I had lots of fun. I said, you know, I stayed there um to the end to the end of the you know, the, the race, the racing night and it was a good time. It was great being back there. Cool. So uh what else happened around the world? Well let's see, um I don't know, there was there was I know there was ra- more races on Sunday out at CCMP, but I wasn't out there for that. And I know there was a lot yeah, of other he races. He did Triple Crown or something, didn't he? He had three races at Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I only made it out there for Saturday night, so I'm not sure what happened out there on Friday and Sunday. But, um, you know, Drew it Brandon, Drew Brandon was the show there for... Uh, oh, Saturday night, definitely. ASA on Saturday night. You know, but it was really great seeing Ross Chastain out there in that race. Um, well, Cody's name was on there, too. And Cody? Cody yeah. handled himself, um, I have to say. Um, Quite uh, impressively. There was a few things, Rob, that um, uh, were... That's, that's Cody you, Benoit we're talking about. Yeah, Cody Benoit. There's a couple of things, uh, several things, Rob, you as a, as a driver and, and a person who knows really more about it from that side of the fence um, would be... Uh, impressed with i think um cody benoit i I thought i was in the infield uh, contrary to uh, some uh some uh, misfortunate uh, folks uh, i was not at east bay raceway park i was in the infield at charlotte county motorsports taking pictures hoping to god i I didn't get run over i would love to know what happened at east bay because you know i wasn't there well bill was there bill green was there um that's why we did not broadcast the race um at charlotte live because um we spoke to Bill late Friday night on this. He was coming back from Las Vegas, and we just had a screw-up in our own plans. We had to have him at East Bay Raceway for some other things that we'll go into later. And Rick Angie's had to work, so we really didn't have the personnel that we needed to, to do the broadcast live. But in any event, Rob, I have to say that as I was watching the race from the infield and taking pictures and notes and so forth, I was really impressed with Cody Benoit's ability to... Uh, to handle himself um, in the traffic, you know, because you get, you know, you know, people can bitch and complain about things. They had like what, 15 or 16 cars? 18, I think. It was Whatever. It was. It was a. It was a good enough field of cars that there was good racing going on without him tearing mm-hmm. up too much. And but Cody handled himself really well, and and he ran like in, you know, mid fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere in there for a long, long time. 
I think later on he might have slipped back a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. remember how it all came but, out. But, but, he, he, but he handled himself well. He was well. higher up in the pack than Ross was. He handled himself very well. Another thing that was interesting is, remember last week we talked to Dustin Dunn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, did Dustin talk last week, Rob, about his uh, car? I guess he's got um, the oldest race car. His car is like a mid '90s car. It's what is that called? Yeah, he's a pro- got a left hand. He's got a left hander like mine. Yeah, he's got the old car. It's not same, one of the same cars I got. Yeah, and he um, uh, he he ran. It was pretty cool. He I talked to him about that before the race, and and he explained a lot of that to me, not being a technical kind of person, and um, it, I understood it a little better. He has a much heavier car, right? And he can't do some of the things with. Um, Weight and whatnot that the other guys can, and they're just all set up to be able to run those. Uh, yeah, lower, uh, softer packages. Yeah, he ran uh, fourth and fifth, um, and he ran fourth. Yeah, well, he ran fourth and fifth most of the race, and oh, okay. and uh, he was in fifth for the longest time, and um, that was pretty impressive too. That he was he had a very good um, very good run with that car that was not really set up for that race with those cars, right? Yeah. And, and then the other thing was uh, Dr- uh, uh, Brandon uh, uh, Johnson. Johnson, he ran 75%. I talked to Ron Summers, the car, the car owner. That's the car that uh, uh, Partlow used to, uh, Rob Partlow used to drive and uh, mm-hmm. for Suncoast uh, Motorsports. He ran 75% of the race, the last 75 laps, on seven cylinders, and so he couldn't. He didn't have anything for for uh, Larson or um, Brandon for Drew, but he ran pretty good. I mean, he's a solid, solid race car driver. And of course, Drew, he was uh, man. He looked like Dick Anderson out there, you know. It was a great night of racing. The legends did, um, you know, put on a, a good race. The um Fast trucks. It, it, it was. I think everybody that came left happy and felt they got their money's worth. Definitely. So Cody finished. Cody Benoit ended up finishing seventh, and uh, looked like Ross had some uh, mechanical problems. Uh, yeah, he ended Ross up. I think leaving. So. I think he ended up having to leave the track. Like probably. I think like maybe the last ten or fifteen laps. Stephen Nassi, he raced in it. You know, so he's getting in his late mile and having a good time. You know. It's, Nice to see these guys getting in these late models. Um, you know, Cody, he's going to be able to drive pretty much anything he ever gets in, I think, after watching him drive a little bit, you know. Uh, I think you're right. If somebody can ever get his his, his attitude really in check, I think uh, think they'll have themselves something there. Um, you know, a lot of good young talent in Florida. It's hard to get noticed, you know. uh we were talking earlier about Michael Cherry. You know, Michael Cherry, a lot of folks don't know who he is, but mm-hmm. somebody we're going to try to have on the show next week. Uh kid that I remember when he was a little kid and his daddy used to hold him in his arms. You know, uh, Jimmy Cherry used to be very involved in uh, figure eight racing, you know, when I started racing. And his son, you know, has been racing a multitude of different cars. You know, we've seen him in the uh, United Dirt Late Mile Challenge Series. Uh, running in their stuff and uh, running the figure eight show the other night. He was running in that, but he's going to be running some NASCAR series, Jack. Which which one is it? You probably know more than me. I've been uh, well, out of the media loop here for the last well, three days. He's in the 
in the, in the driver development program. Yeah. yeah. The diversity program. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See the, uh, the All-American Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheeling All-American Series. Yeah, the Wheelins. We'll talk to him next week. Uh, also, Rob, we're going to talk to uh, Chris Fontaine next week. If we can track him down, which I think we'll be able to. Um, Chris has been racing dirt. From asphalt to dirt. Yeah, imagine Mag- that. Yeah, imagine that. Chris Fontaine, of all people, and uh, I mean, he's Mr. Asphalt, right? And uh, the big haulers and all that. And uh, he won his first race at Ocala this past week. Cool. Hey, guys, it looked like uh, Sunday at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, uh, Wayne Jefferson, a friend of our show, uh, won the open wheel modified race. They had 17 cars for that race. Did they? Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. On a Sunday, they had 17 modified. They had the most modified they've had to show up there in a long time on a Sunday. And uh, Derek Horton, who was on the show last week, uh, took second in the Pro Fours. He didn't get the win, man. He didn't get the win, but, you know. At least win. Um, Let's see here. What else? happened for him. Sorry about that, Derek. (laughs) But, uh, so, you know. I uh, always like to know if Jeff Firestein uh, won the Road Warrior race Friday night. So, and, and Tom Pryor uh, took the Thunder Truck race on Friday night also. Some upcoming events, uh, Rob. Um, of course, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series on the 27th and 28th of March. Two-day show, $30,000 purse, $10,000 to win. There's already over 40 cars entered. Um at uh, Brunswick at Golden Isle Speedway. Mm, big, big show. That's going to be a big deal. And uh, the Orange Blossom 100 is returning to Orlando Speed World. That's uh, March 20th. We were going to have Joe Winchell on tonight to talk about that. And Joe lost his ride at 610 this afternoon. That's so sad. Hey, your link doesn't work on the computer there, Jack, for that. Orange Blossom deal on the front page. I just thought I'd tell you that. That's a good thing to tell me. I'll have to fix that up. <laughs> um, well, just trying to get there so I could look at that and see what the... Uh, yeah, it's on orlandospeedworld.org. And, yeah. uh, well, our buddy, uh, our buddy Drive to 11 car will be there, right? Who's that? Drives the eleven car. Oh, David Rogers. David Rogers. Yeah. I, yeah. You were asking me who's that. Obviously, I was having a brain fart. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm older than you. Citrus, of uh, course, on April the 11th, Citrus County uh, Speedway. Big the, mod mini race. That's still moving forward. I talked to Jim Curry on Friday or Saturday. Friday, I guess it was. And uh, uh, even more more good stuff's coming his way. And uh with the race, a lot more uh, people putting in money and contingencies and this and that and the I'm other thing. I'm going to try to get up to that one. That of course, like it's going to be a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. No entry fee. And uh, be, I think we're. I think he's got it arranged to have driver uh, introductions and autograph sessions and all that kind of stuff. Robbie Storr is going to be on with us tonight about that. Now, there's another event coming up on the 27th. Is it the 27th? Yes, the Top Gun Sprints. Their very first race, the first race of the season, uh, the first points race in the whole series, was actually scheduled a couple of weeks ago at North Florida Speedway, and North Florida had to close for a couple of weeks for some, I don't know why, but they had to, and they had to postpone that race. So the first points race of that series, Top Gun Sprints, will be at Ocala on the 27th. Now, they have had an issue because they, you know, this is being put together by the four racetracks, the Dirt for Dirt. 
Jill. East Bay, Ocala. Yep. So listen to this, Rob. Tell, what do you think? What do you think about this? Mike Peters, and at his, you know, he instigated it, as far as I know, lowered the entry fee, which had been an issue. Got the other owners to agree to lower the entry fee from seventy from a hundred to fifty. Fifty dollar entry. The FC, FSCA drivers, or at least a a certain number of FSCA drivers, I think I have that right. If I'm wrong, somebody can correct me at nine four one two two eight eight three five nine or email feedback at Real Racing USA are boycotting the race. What? Uh, are those dirt racers or are those asphalt? They're, this dirt. is Top Gun Sprints at Ocala Speedway, the 27th. This no, is I'm talking about the uh, the guys that are boycotting. Yeah, I, I, this, this is... Uh, are they a group of dirt drivers? I, I'm not sure if they race on dirt or, or both. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they race asphalt they're as well. And I'm a, I, I think I have that right, the FSCA. Anyway, there's a bunch of these sprint guys that... Mike went, went and, and, you know, tried, got the other owners to agree, or at least that's the way I got the story, to lower the, 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 the entry fee. And the drivers are demanding, or at least a group of drivers are demanding that, damn it, we don't want no entry fee and we're going to boycott your race. Well, if you want sprint car racing, you probably want to, like, support this race instead of, like, boycotting it. I mean, I'm... Okay, I'm all, I'm all so, about activism, so but original, you got to pick your spots for the God's original sake. entry fee was seventy five dollars. Hundred, a hundred dollars. Michael, Mike lowered it. Got it lowered, or got it got, got it agreement to to lower it with the other owners. But that's what not good enough. They don't want to pay anything. Huh? What kind of payout are they paying them? It's all on the website. If you go to uh, Dirt for Dirt, D I R T, numeral four, D I R T, Dirt for Dirt dot com, on the front page of the site is. Um, the schedule and the payout. Okay, okay. It's also in the pit stops on Carnac. Uh, dot com's, uh, you know, Florida stock car racing section. I think somebody posted it on the message board as well. 
Bill Green tells me that uh, he talked to Jeff Matthews. He's bringing his whole clan and all his friends and everybody coming over for that deal. He's got some other drivers there, and I don't have the list in front of me. Well, Matthews' group could fill the whole place. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, some other drivers that are supposed to be there. Uh, he told me that um, some of the Sprint guys, some of the late model guys, and I don't have that list in front of me, but... Uh, uh, Ron Summers, uh, the owner of Suncoast Motorsports, said he wanted to bring uh, Brandon Johnson over and uh, get him on the doing a little interview. And Jeremy Gershner and Ross Chastain are going to be there. Both are going nice. to be there. Ross is supposed to. They're coming up from Fort Myers. Um, Susan and Rick Ariama are going to be there, and they're bringing uh, an older gentleman with them who races in those fast mini cups. We're hoping, hoping. That Bobby Deal's going to be able to make it since it's in his neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> talk to him about that, and uh, yeah, we're trying to try to put a crowd in there. Starts at six. Well, you know, we're saying six to nine. We're going to broadcast live seven to nine. Do a lot of interviews with uh, some pretty cool people, and uh, the restaurant will be open. The Hall of Fame Cafe. It's just like we used to do at the Snook River Grill, only different at a racetrack. Hey, you know what I was wondering? What oh, has have you heard anything about the progress of me getting my um, Rudiman shirt? Of your what shirt? Rudiman. My NASCAR shirt for for David Rudiman. I we don't know, but he, we need to have him as a guest on the show. We, we talked about it last time, and you said you were going to talk to somebody who would talk to somebody who would get me well, my he, shirt. Uh, to Jack, not you. Oh, that was Bill, Bill Green. Yeah, Bill. Bill. Bill, get on the stick, dude. She needs her I, shirt. I want my shirt. Hopefully, hopefully this week there will be some news coming out about um, Henry County um, Speedway and the oh, progress I'm so, down there. I'm so excited for that to open. That'll be on either Carnac.com or Real Race in USA, uh, one of the two. Rob, yeah. let's take a break and come back with a guest. Sounds good. We'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. Well, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we will. Maybe not. Well, hold on here. What do we want to do? What are we, what are we going to do? Let's do this. Play some funky music, Wipe Hi, I'm Tyler Ivey, driver of the number 47 car, and you're listening to Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. On any given day, somewhere between 9 and 4.30, you arrive ready to bring us the world. And for an extra 20, you'll bring us porn. Hey, you've already got the van and the jumpsuit. Why not get into criminal activity? Just a naughty boy. After all, what are they going to do? Throw you in cable jail? I don't think so. 
So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, manhandler of the scrambler, because isn't it about time someone hooked you up? Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Don't come easy. Oh, no, it don't come easy. Welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. Oh, we are having too much fun here, Rob. It's such a shame that you're not here in the studio with us oh, anymore. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Don't you worry about no, it. No, I meant you here physically in the room with us. Oh, my goodness. Me and Justin both aren't there with you. Folks, we've got on the line with us uh, Justin Reynolds. Hey, Justin, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing really well. How you doing, yeah. Justin? Uh, doing good. Just tired of the shop and thinking on the race cars. All right, you got CC Bonehead here and uh, Jack Smith there. He's somewhere over there pushing buttons. And I'm not doing good at all. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us about this. Uh, you ran your Sportsman and Superstock this week. Uh, where'd you run it at? Uh, over at Speed World is opening night. First Tell night us about your week. night. Well... Started off in the sports number, the first feature is uh, leading the race and had a uh, malfunction in the distributor. One of the little springs broke, so I lost all power to all the cylinders, so why well, was leading the race, but... Yeah, those little happened. springs, you know, how much do they cost, like 49 cents? <laughs> yeah, if that, maybe. I don't know, they're only about a quarter inch long. It's, it's just, it was so ridiculous, you know. Out of everything it could have been, it was those little springs, you know. And I was like, man, going from leading the race, you know, probably probably could have won it, I'm pretty sure, you know, but it always happens. Where was this at, in Orlando? Yes, sir, in Orlando Speed World. Is this the same sportsman race that, that uh, Rex Hollinger was racing in? Yeah, he, uh, I guess it was his first time. I don't know what happened. They were having problems from the time they unloaded the car. So how did he race? You know, this is an accomplished go-kart racer that's gone to many stocks that's uh, to uh, sportsman now having the time of his life. Yeah, I think he just went out and made a couple laps just to, uh, you know, get some money back instead of just spend all that money and get there and then just go straight home, you know? I could have I sworn guess. I saw that he finished fifth. Did he? You can't ride around and finish fifth. Are you there, uh, Jack? I don't know. I know they had a lot of brake problems. They what do you want? Me for some stuff. Did Rex Hollinger finish this the other night in Orlando? You have to go on to uh, Karnak there in the uh, race results. Check it out, man. I'm, I don't have that in front of me. CC, maybe. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. CC's going to check it out, but you know, I just happened to have noticed that. But anyway, yep. go on with your story. Well, we just uh, we ended up racing my uh, uncle's superstock car, which is one that we built here and stuff. And my brother's actually supposed to have been driving it, but he likes watching me race instead because we do so good, you know. And uh, we raced it and led the first 17 or 18 laps. And someone spun out and kept going, but they threw the caution anyway. So, and I was already about a whole straightaway in front of the second place car. And then... Uh, so that puts the second place. They do a, a new deal this year, double file restart. Right. And that put that the second place car. He's he's a really good, really good driver, really good car, and everything. I was really lucky to run away from him there at the beginning, and then after that caution, he just 
got all over me and he got around me on the outside on the on the restart though he not jumped the start but he's got a little bit a little bit bigger motor on the starts than we do and uh i just all i could do was stay on his tail but i couldn't get back around him the uh orlando doesn't have the grip on the high side like new smyrna does okay guys hey uh rob i found that info that you want and uh rex um finished fourth 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 yeah that's pretty good there start started third and finished fourth yeah, they st- they had a lot of brake problems. They were parked right next to me, actually. They uh they had a lot of brake problems. I know Mike Suka, the guy that works on that car and stuff. They were coming over looking for master cylinders and rebuilding them and all kinds of stuff before the feature race. So I didn't actually know he did that good. <laughs> so you just had one of those all- almost nights, right? Yeah, it was one of those nights. You know, we uh. Every time we go, we always, we always run either first or second, third at the worst, you know. And uh, there, there was a lot of a lot of bad stuff happened. A couple of other guys, you know, I broke and uh, Ronnie broke and then uh, Timmy Todd broke and then somebody else broke. So it's just a bad night for the opening night, you know, for a lot of people. Well, Justin, I want you to get back with us when you win both of these in one night. Oh, that's what we're going for. Uh, the Super Stocks race every week. Sportsmen's are racing every other week now. Oh, okay. So now my car's got to sit for two more Fridays before we go there. But uh, we, uh, we'll we be over there this weekend with our Super Stock, Street Stock car. And then uh, we, I like racing in New Smyrna a lot. It's uh, a lot of fun up there since they repaved it. So You run the Super Stock there, too? Yeah, we run it at New Smyrna also. Now, is that... Do they have a street stock class as well? Yeah, that, well, that's what the, the street stocks are. I call them street stocks because that's what they're called everywhere else. But will they enter New Smyrna? Now, listen, CeCe, man, have you, yeah. been, have you been to New Smyrna yet, CeCe? Yes, I was up there for the Governor's Cup, and I want yeah, to... No, New Smyrna. Yeah. New Smyrna, I was there for the yeah. Governor's Cup. You I said was... Orlando, I thought. No, I was in Orlando for the truck race right and New Smyrna, New Smyrna for the Governor's Cup, and I would love to take a car out on New Smyrna. That track looks fun. Oh, what I was going to tell you, CC, is that these guys, when they take these uh, street stocks out there, it separates the men from the boys out there. Mm-hmm. When you step back in those grandstands and you look at it from up there, that racetrack is so big that those street stocks are going as fast as they can go. Yeah. Okay? They are flying around the racetrack. Oh, you're talking about New Smyrna. Yeah, New Smyrna. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm really surprised how fast we get going up there at New Smyrna, especially since they repaved it. It's a lot of fun. There's a outside groove. It's unbelievable. You can pretty much race the whole high side of the track and not have a problem, you know? As they still... Make you run a long wheelbase car, or they let yeah. you run the short wheelbase? Yeah. No, we we run the big ones. I love those big body money cars. Those. Yeah, man. See, that's like old NASCAR when you go there and see yeah. a big racetrack like that. When there's a bunch of you guys out there, I know it's tough to get a full field out there all the time because of the fact yeah. that it is a big racetrack and yeah, hard, it's hard to keep motors in them and stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, I was really surprised that uh, Friday night that we didn't have more cars in the in our superstar class. So, I mean, we. Last year, we started off the season with, like, almost 30 cars for the first three or four weeks, you know. And this year, we only had, I think, 11 show up or something. I was really, it's really surprising, you know, but that's why the economy is right now killing a lot of people.
you guys bounced back and forth from uh, uh, Orlando to New Smyrna with the same yeah. car, same gear, and everything. You guys changed the gear. Uh, yeah, just changed the gear, and that's it. I got what? two rear ends set up. It takes me about 20 minutes to pop one out and pop one back in, and we're rocking and rolling. It's the only thing we change. Well, you know, if there's one thing I got out of that Morgan Shepard interview the other day, Jack, is that, you know, when you hear guys talk about racing these days, we talk to a lot of different racers. We talk to a lot of these kids that don't deal with the cars very much. You know, they just drive them. They don't have to work on them. We talk to older guys that do the same thing. They don't really work on them. You know, the guys that really work on these cars and go out and race them, are the guys that really get to enjoy the full aspect of what real racing is all about. And once again, I will have to say, Rob, anybody who hears this, who doesn't listen to that interview with Morgan Shepard, I cannot tell you how much you are missing. Mm-hmm. It is um, It was it's pretty a good interview, man. It really is. And that guy speaks well for... Uh, NASCAR and for all uh, circle track racers, racers, uh, anybody aspiring to want to race. Some lessons in there for folks who, who these folks who, who we run into have problems with conflict resolution, you know. I mean, he puts a point on it, you know. It, it's, man, it's just an interview, you, you know. You have to listen to it come from Morgan Shepard. It gives you a whole different perspective, you know. I, I definitely think that the Drivers need to be, you know, hands-on more than a lot of people are, you know. I see there's there's a lot of kids that race, you know, you know race with me and stuff, and even in the sportsman cars. All they do is get in and drive, and that's it. They, they can't tell you one thing about the car. They just get in and drive, you know. You know? Yeah, well, even guys that just race at one racetrack, Justin, can't ever relate to having to change a gear in a car oh, to yeah. go racing. I'm not talking about a quick change gear for you folks listening, oh, okay. like we change in our late models. These guys are changing rear end section, you know. I'll change, I'm, I change. I got nine inch Ford in my Sportsman, and I mean it's not that hard to change, but it, it takes a little while, definitely, because it's real heavy and everything else. But and it's oily. I, I, I built <laughs> three cars, you know. what I'm saying I, I do everything. Me, myself, and my brother do everything. Me and myself and my bro- little brother. He's 19, and we you. do everything on our own cars ourselves. You know. Good for you. Uh, you, you just learn so much just by doing it. And I've been doing this for a few years now, you know. So I think I know a lot about cars, and uh, I think that's one thing that helps me out, you know. I get How old are you? I'm 21. Good for you. All right, see, I'm, I'm 42. So by the time you're my age, imagine how much you will have seen and how much you'll know and how much you'll be able to pass on, you know, to, to other guys that, that, that never took the time to do it, you know, and you'll shake your head just like me. I shake my head at the racetrack sometimes by just seeing, you know, that, that and just the way that guys pick tires. I can't even stand oh, yeah. to go and see the way they pick tires today. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, it's, it's, just, it's just the way it goes, you know. Uh, You've got those people that want to just drive and that's it. Or you got people that really want to see how a car works to really know, you know. Like, like our super, super stock car. When we first got done building it, Dude, I can't tell you how many springs, stuff I've ever changed. I've changed so much stuff on it to get it going to where it is now. It's been unbelievable. Just every single week I'll change a spring. I'll change caster, camber, you know, do anything like that. And we're getting it closer and closer. And uh, we're showing it now. A lot of guys are hating us at the racetrack, especially especially New Smyrna when uh, the Orlando boys come up there and beat on them 
they don't really like that a lot. Uh, CC, that's how you know you made it when you're hated. Oh, oh I, <laughs> I, I know that. I know that. Hey, Justin. Hey, Bobby, I was going to say, Bobby Deal, if you're listening out there, see, don't worry, man. You made it. If they hate you and they're talking about you. I love you. Oh, hey, good, hey, Justin. Before um, we have to to move on, I just want to make sure you have a chance to, you know, uh, let let people know who your sponsors are and like give you a chance to thank your sponsors. Yeah, uh, I got Crank Masters out of Melbourne. He does my cranks for my motors. Best guy, John. Anybody listening and needs cranks done, go to him. Uh, mostly myself and my brother, my my dad and my uncle. They all help out. I don't really have a, a lot of big sponsors, you know, people that really give us money because obviously no one, you know, wants to spend money at this point in time. But uh, definitely John and Crankmasters, uh, CarQuest helps us out on parts, on, uh, you know, giving us discount prices, just stuff like that. Finney Racing helps out a lot with us. And uh, that's about all. I mean, we don't really have a set people that give us money, but we got people that give us good deals on stuff, you know. To help us out on the stuff like this that we can save money on. But uh, Crankmasters will probably be the biggest guy that helps out a lot. Okay. Well, hey, Justin, we we uh, enjoyed enjoyed having you on Inside Florida Racing tonight. We appreciate you taking the time and stay and please, in touch. Stay in touch. Let us yeah. know. Let us know, especially oh, yeah. when you when you you know pull in you know a win in Sportsman and Superstock on the same night. We want to yeah, know about that's that. What, that's what we're trying to do this year. Uh, we're gonna. I don't know exactly how we're gonna try to do this. If we're gonna try to race every week or not, but since they switched the schedule around to where like my sportsman car we're racing every other week instead of every single week, that makes it a lot easier on us where we can, you know, be able to afford to go. So yeah. I think that's gonna help out. And plus, like I said, we're running the super stock car. It doesn't cost a whole lot of money to take it every weekend like it does my sportsman car sometimes. So, hey, Justin, uh, do you guys listen to the show? Yeah, I do every now. I don't get to listen to it a lot because I. I work two jobs also, so whenever I got free time and stuff, I do listen to it sometimes. Though when I know that someone good's gone there, hey, we have like Justin Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man. Yeah, I listen to myself sometimes. Yeah. See, you're gonna get to okay. Too, so. Hey, Justin, thanks so much, yeah. and uh, we it's wish you we wish you much like success for the local racers. You know, what it's all about, pretty, man. It's all about know. you. Yeah, I, I really like, you know, listening to some of the people we listen to and uh, see what they go through to be able to do racing, you know. It's a lot of fun, and I want to be doing this for a long time. I love racing, but there's always a time and point, you know, it comes to an end. So, Okay. All right, Justin, thank you so much. We wish you thank the you. best of luck with your racing in 09, and stay in touch with Inside Florida Racing. All right, thank you. Bye. Okay, well, you know, that's the kind of drivers we like to hear about working on their own vehicle. Yeah. I guess we're going to uh, take a time out, and we'll be back with our next guest on Inside Florida Racing.
away from my Carolina home Had dreams about the west and started to roam Six long months on a dust-covered trail They say heaven's at the end, but so far it's been hell And there's fire on the mountain, lightning in the air Soul in them hills, and it's waiting for me And sifting from five to five Filling everything we found Just to stay alive Gold flowed free like the whiskey in the bar Sinning was the big thing, Lord And sin was the star And there's fire on the mountain Lightning in the air Golden in hills and it's waiting for me back it's inside florida racing with our next guest a very special guest the winner of the uh, asa race at charlotte county motorsports park saturday night drew brandon drew welcome to the show thank you what a night you had tell us all about it it was pretty special um it was my first race with butch and ss greenlight racing and butch miller butch, yeah, butch miller. miller we had a had a brand new car there from Port City Race Cars. Got to thank Harley for that. But um, brand new car there, you know. Luckily, the new car blues. We are, we are good, you know. Unloaded from the trailer, nothing fell off, no nothing overflowed or nothing, which is good. But the car was strong all weekend. What's it like racing with Butch? I mean, did, did he talk to you on the radio during the race? Oh yeah, he mentors me the whole time. But you know, it's actually quite quite easy. You know, he knows everything he needs to know and. Um, it makes my life a lot easier in a race car. Where'd you start at? We started fifth. We qualified second to Brandon. I think he beat us by two one hundred. But um, you know, we started fifth. By was patient. Uh, got up through the pack. I had to pass the Cadell, Casey Cadell, and Brian Blum for the lead, and just um, tried to hold my ground from there. And Justin Larson, he gave me a couple good runs there during the course of the race. Had me sweating a little bit, but uh, we were able to hold off for the victory. It really was an exciting race, Rob. It's a shame that you couldn't be there. I mean, the fans were on the edge of their seats. Everybody was really enjoying it. Um, you know, Drew, you put on a, a very entertaining show for everyone. Thank you. Um, the fans were awesome, and I really got to thank Bobby Deal for um, for promoting the place to what it is. I mean, I'd say it was ninety percent full. I mean, it was it was packed house. It was mm-hmm. it was, was honored for me to uh, race there with that many uh, fans there. And to win, uh, no doubt, it was probably uh, really great. Um, listen, uh, talk a little bit of, to me about, you know, me being a late model racer, and I've watched Butch Miller's uh, career, you know, over the years in ASA and stuff. And it's got so much we've talked to you before, you know, about uh, what, what he's got to bring to the table in this deal. And uh, was it really cool during the race when you were racing and, and, and having him? I mean, did do you know anything about Butch Miller? Uh, you know, up until that that Concord race, I didn't really know who Butch was. But I did some research, and uh, I figured out what a great late model driver he is. And, you know, I'm really honored to have his advice during my races. Um, it gives me reassurance that I got one of the best, if not the best, telling me what to do. And uh, it makes my life easier. Like I said, it's just 
I got the confidence of him and what uh, such an advanced team with me, it makes my life easy. A couple of years ago, two years ago, we did uh, two or three uh, interviews. One of them was about 45 minutes with Butch Miller. The other ones were like 20-minute interviews and, uh, you know, covering different aspects of racing and, and his career and, and just different aspects of racing in general. And, uh, man, what a just this guy knows it. I mean, he's been around and experienced it and done it and had success. And I, I got to tell you, Drew, you, you probably didn't see him because you were in the middle of getting your picture picture taken and all that kind of stuff, the hoopla that was going on. But before he came over there, before we drug him over there to, to get with you for some shots, he was just beaming. He was he was a glow with uh there wasn't anybody happier in that whole place other than uh besides yourself than Butch Miller. It was pretty cool to see him uh just he was ecstatic with what uh, happened Saturday night. Yeah, and you know, he, he had talked to me before the race. He he really didn't think he'd gave me the best car that he could for that race, but you know, I I'm gonna disagree with him because, you know, he gave me a better car than anybody else had, so that's the reason why we were able to win, and um, I did everything I could to make SS Greenlight look good, and I did everything everything possible, and it all fell our way, and racing gods are with us. Yeah. Now, um, Justin, uh, did he give you much challenge during the race? You know, I could hold I could hold two car lengths on Justin, yep. and I couldn't really pull away. He'd gain on me some laps. I'd pull away from him some laps, but, you know, that last 10 laps, I think it was 10 11 lap run we had I gave it everything it had I and Justin after talking just after the race he said he gave it everything he had and you know if we would have got another caution I I think I would have flipped back to him because I'd given that car everything it had but luckily it went green the rest of the way and um, we were able to open up the gap a little bit and you know I was talking to Justin his car was real tight up off and mine was the exact opposite I was way free from the center off but yeah, you know we were able to you know loose it fast, so that's why we were able to keep out. In front. Yeah, he he was driving extremely hard in, in, into the turns. I mean, he was really he was going deep, deep, and uh, you were just picking up, picking up off, coming off a lot quicker, coming off than him. And um, on the on the restarts, he would he would stay with you like pretty close to you for a couple of laps, but gradually you'd get that four car distance, you know, and and it, it seemed to stay that way. But uh, I was thinking uh, late in those last, say, 15 laps where there were some real hard battles back for 12th place. <laughs> Those guys back there were going at it, fighting for 12th place, and had a few cautions that probably were unnecessary. Um, I was thinking that uh, you probably were hating to see that. Oh, yeah. I was. I wanted that race over. What, I think I took the lead at 26. I wanted that race over at 27. I mean, you know, my car was good, but... It was still, you know, it was a little handful for me, but um, it was good. I, you know, whenever you're leading a race, you always want it to be over sooner, you know. And you, you run in second, you want all 100 laps. But, you know, we were able to hold them off and do everything we could. And I can't wait to go to South Georgia two weeks from now. And, you know, I've never been there, but I'm sure Butch has been there. And yep. if he hasn't, he'll find contacts and figure out everything we need to know for that place. So. Big, big half mile, beautiful place, beautiful facility. Um, one of the newer tracks in the south, and uh, uh, it's a it's a big half mile. Beautiful place though to go. You'll have, you'll have fun there. Is it banked or is it flat? Eh, it's a little banked. It's not like New Smyrna. Okay. Yeah. Hey man, they're all banked because they they went ahead and 
turn Hialeah into Warehouse District, okay? Because you never got to race there. You never raced on a flat racetrack yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, trust me. There used to be one called Hialeah in Florida. Let me tell you I what it was like racing in a parking lot. I've raced Hialeah. You did? I raced Hialeah. I was there that last night. How old are you? Oh, uh, shoot. I don't know. I was racing the truck back then. You were racing in that truck race that night. That's right. Wow. So, so that, how about that? That's, that's got to be, you won't, I don't think you'll have to ever race a place that flat. I liked it, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's a hybrid track. I liked it, too. I used to like to go there and race. Drew, what, what was the most memorable thing about that night at Hialeah for you? What, when you think about that, what, what stands out? Really, you know, I have memory. You know, I, was, I must have been four or five, but when I first went to Hialeah with my parents, how, seeing how packed it was, yeah. and then seeing how packed it was again that last night was... Wasn't that something? That, that was something. That was, uh, I have a T-shirt from that night that I put in a frame and uh, have it on the wall. It was... Uh, it, it was amazing. There must have been seven or 8,000 people there. It was absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Joe won that race, of course. Right. We we were running good there um, in a truck, but I believe we had an ignition problem. But, you know, it's a shame to see a, another racetrack go, just like Lakeland now. So less and less racetracks in Florida, not good. But So you, you told me the other night, uh, Saturday, that when we were doing an interview Saturday, um, that uh, you weren't going to race – for points in any particular uh, series or anything, you were going to pick uh, pick your spots. Tell us about your schedule for 2009. No, I'm I'm running full points for South and Challenge. Oh, okay. I'm not doing anything in Florida or any like right like I did last year with the limited leagues. Or I'm running strictly for the ASA South Championship and strictly for the ASA right. Challenge. Well, good. Good. Focusing on them, and we're, you know, I'm trying to talk my dad into hitting a few races here and there if we can. If we can get some sponsorship, that'd be nice. But um, you know, you got to focus on one thing to succeed in it. So we're gonna focus on this this ASA deal and get really good at it and see where that takes us. Cool. Okay, now that's good, man. That sounds good. Now Saturday night at the race, somebody asked me what is the difference between ASA South, ASA Southeast, and now he just mentioned ASA Challenge. Okay, ASA Southeast is uh, a crate car. You can okay. run a crate car. You can run a super late model car. You can run a limited late model car. There's different types of classes that they try to equal out to run against each other. Okay. Now, an ASA South is strictly the the crate motors and the bodies, ABC bodies. They're all the same. Now, up until this this year... The only difference between ASA Challenge and ASA South was ASA Challenge had um, radial tires, not bias by tires. But this year they took away the radial tires, and now they're going to be exactly the same with the bias by. But you get to run tracks like Rockingham. Bigger tracks. Bigger tracks, okay. Gateway, Iowa. Well, thank you for explaining it to me. Now I can pass that knowledge on. Thank you. All right, Drew. So when, South uh, South Georgia Motorsports Park, that's where you can catch uh, Drew Brannon. Your website is drewbrannon.com? Yes, sir. All right. Cool. Did you have anything else, Rob? When are you going to race at Rockingham? Oh, I think it's July 4th. Yep. we got to race at Rockingham. But, have you uh, ever driven there before? No, but Butch tested there the, uh, at the end of the year, beginning of this year. He tested there for ASA and get the restrictor plates and all that worked out. But um, i got to thank everybody at SS Greenlight Racing, Butch and his wife Donna and Troy and Levi and 
Doyle, the truck driver, and also um, gotta thank Mikey for um, tagging along with us, spotting for me, and being there, and um, Tom for dedicating his time once again to um, to coming to the racetrack and helping us. Well, Drew, congratulations on your win at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, and thank you so much for uh, making time to be on Inside Florida Racing tonight. And uh, good luck in your racing endeavors in 09, and stay in touch with us. Thank you, and hopefully I get to talk to you guys more often. Right. Yeah, oh, we look forward to that. Up, uh, soaking up that uh, Butch Miller stuff. Oh, yeah, it's, it's neat being around him and um, everything he brings to the table. You know, their truck team, you know, Chad eighth in points right now it's just all the resources are there and i hope i can stay with them for a while and better my career yes i think that it will help your career in the future so uh definitely stay with it man good luck drew thank you bye-bye okay hey you know rob i was talking with uh, joe winchell uh this afternoon who uh, we had planned to have on the show tonight but things changed uh between 6 and 6 15 this afternoon joe lost his uh, ride for the Orange Blossom 100 at Orlando Speed World on the 20th. And uh, so he wasn't really, uh, I guess, in the mood, and I, I don't blame him. It, it uh, was kind of, I think, a bit of a surprise, obviously. And uh, But, you know, he's very, he, he said uh, several very good things about uh, Drew Brandon. He, he said that, uh, that uh, he doesn't think anybody has really tapped the talent that's sitting there. He said that a couple times, as a matter of fact. Mm. He's really, uh, he, he says that uh, uh, Drew is the full package. So what a nice we'll see compliment. how it goes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that he definitely has uh, abilities and uh, uh, can definitely do something, you know. And the, the right, they got the, the, a good package put together, and, and who knows where it's going to take them, you know. It can take them as far as their sponsorships can, uh, can afford, you know, and, uh, I hope that it gets him far enough to where he can get noticed. You know, that's that's really what it's all about. I want to see more guys get noticed. I want to see more of our guys up there because I, I think that um, there's a lot of talent here. This is a huge talent pool, and we see it all the time, Jack, where these guys don't get an opportunity because you only have that little bit of area of opportunity. Once that opportunity has gone, then, uh, there, then there's, there's the next guy that's there. So. I'll tell you, before uh, we go to Brad, I just want to point out, uh, if um, uh, we've got some text messages, um, questions and whatnot, the, a clip of, uh, of all of our different interviews are available. We will have a clip available of just the, uh, uh, the Drew Brandon interview and uh, all of our stuff, of course, is archived. But, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Huh? And we'll come back with uh, Rob's carding segment. Hello. Yeah. On Inside Florida Racing. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, 
lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. Before we set Bonehead loose with his uh, karting segment, we want to squeeze another driver in here, and it's Robbie Storer. Hi, Robbie. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Hi. Thank you. Welcome to the show. What's thank happening, you. Robbie? This is one of my old uh, old neighbors, Cece. Oh, is he? Yeah, I used to live in Wesley Chapel and. uh to drive down Chancey Road all the time and drive right by his house all the time. What's happening, Riley? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. This is Bonehead. Hey, man. Remember me? Um, yes. 27 late model? Sure. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, talk to us about the mini stocks. Now, are you going to be racing in the mini stocks there in uh, Citrus County Speedway? I am. I, um, you know, Jim Curry called me a couple weeks ago and uh, motivated me to, you know, get my car back out and get it ready to race the hundred lapper that's going to be a big race um you know i i think it's a it's it's wonderful first off guys that there's no entry fee i think that's going to be quite an enticement probably for a lot of guys that haven't uh, been doing a lot of racing lately and it just looks like it's got a lot of great sponsorship a lot of support behind it the payout looks good and it, you know now, now, Robbie, are you self? Are you maybe making any attempts to contact some drivers that you know that maybe haven't been racing in a while and invite them to join you? I have, and um, you know, and uh, the you know the few guys I've talked to, I mean, seem you know excited about it that they um, you are know, considering you are running it also. So what? What? I am unfamiliar with with your racing career, Robbie. So. Where do you normally race, and how long have you been racing the minis? Well, I actually, I started in uh, in 1985 at the Tampa Fairgrounds. The um, you know the last six or seven years, you know, over the over the years, I ran like a, a limited late model type thing. You know, mm-hmm. won the points championship at Auburndale a few times, and then like the last six or seven years, I ran the Florida Main Stock Challenge Series and won the points championship twice. You know, with them. Oh wow. Hey, uh, Robbie, the, the guys that run the mini stocks, they should be really excited about the 100 laps, huh? Oh, yeah, they definitely should. I mean, it's a it's a big race. You know, we used to have the 100 lapper each year at New Smyrna with the Governor's Cup, and they took that away kind of. So I think, you know, um, a lot of people are kind of looking forward, you know, to this one at uh, Citrus County. So what kind of car you got to take there? You got one that looks like a late model, like we were talking to Rick Thurman's last week. He's coming with one that looks like a late model. Right. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, you know, I'm kind of in the minority. I have a Dodge front-wheel drive car, you know, to race against most, you know, mostly the Fords is what we compete against. Right. Now, uh, Dodge front-wheel drive, now, in the rules of the of your class, do they allow you to run a, a tube chassis car or you got to run a stock? 
it is we are allowed like most of the newer cars are all tubular chassis we have to have a stock basically like the um subframe um has to be stock but the rest of it can be all tubular chassis Okay, CC. You know what I hear right here is that Robbie's got something up his sleeve right here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's showing up with something that ain't nobody else's got, and if he goes and waxes them up, they're all going to be looking at him like, "What the heck is this, man? You let him run front wheel drive?" Hey, I'm actually. I mean, it's the same I love car. that he's driving you know, a Dodge. I, I ran for the last uh, six or seven years. I've built a couple new ones since then. But I basically, have sold them. You know, just. This uh, older car seems to work better than, than the other ones have. Now, I know you've aggravated them for years with that <laughs> front-wheel drive stuff, right. with these guys that run the rear-wheel drive cars. Um, so uh, you're running Dodge. What kind of motor you got in that thing? It is a, it's a um, Chrysler 2.2, the, um, you know, which is 2,200 cc's. Uh, you know, we've come up with a you know, piston-rod combination camshaft and, of course, header and car bear that seems to work pretty good, you know, against the Fords. Yeah, the Fords, I mean, when they build them up, man, they turn them up and uh, really make some horsepower out of them. Uh, who's helping you out with your uh, car sponsor-wise or doing your motors and stuff where you want to give them some plugs? Yeah, um, you know, I have I have a couple different machine shops that, you know, help me. But um, my main sponsor is Autoland, which is my parents. Um, I use car lot here in Zephyr Hills. And, uh, yeah, I definitely have to thank them for the support. Yeah, I know that. I still have my action auctioneers uh, supporting me, my dad, with the uh, auction there in Zephyr Hill. So. Right. You know, without, without that, you know, that's been on, I guess that's something that stays with us. Dads always give us a little support. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's only 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, but that's hundred bucks you wouldn't have had to begin with. So right, yeah, but I, I really, you know, I do think that, um, you know, the main stock. I, I, I kind of feel that there could be, you know, forty to fifty cars that, um, for this, you know, for this race in Citrus County. The, um, you know, it, it's a good group of guys. You know, that I, you know, I say I've raced with them for you know last six or seven years, and there's definitely some you know talented main stock drivers in Florida. I'm looking forward to it. I think I might actually make the road trip up there to that race. Um, I think since it's such an unusual and really a rarity of the race like this um, for the mini stocks, and it's a hundred lapper, I think it's definitely going to be a race for fans to make the trip. And and following the mini stock race, the hundred laps, yeah, they got figure eights. Oh well, I'm there. <laughs> In the mini stocks or regular figure eights? Regular figure. Regular figure eights. Hey, uh, Robbie, let me ask you something. Do you think that? Uh, well, you run every week, uh, not every week, but do you run uh, Citrus weekly? No, I don't. I I haven't. Um, I never have really, you know, like as a point steal or anything like that. Okay. When the Mesoc Challenge went there, I mean, we, you know, I've, I've probably raced there, you know, ten times over the last few years. Well, this is a perfect question for you then. Uh, when you guys get together here, let's say that thirty cars show up. Um, when that driver's meeting happens and you guys are all standing there, just you mini-stock guys, uh, one of you guys should voice up and, and talk to some of these guys right at that time and see is there any interest in you guys trying to make some kind of show. You know what I'm saying? So you right. can have more races. Right. Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I hated to see the challenge series, um, you know, go away. Uh I, I, it was just kind of a, you know, at the time, you know, last year, you know, especially, you know, with the gas prices, everything, you know, just whole, the economy, you know, it was just kind of funny that it just seemed like it hit the mini stock class. You know, a lot of the drivers, 
you in construction and different you know things. I mean, it just seemed like it, it just almost wiped out the mini stock class. I mean, it got down to where there was only eight or nine cars showing up for them big you know for the mini, mini stock challenge races. Hey, uh, CC, can you? Uh, yeah. What you need? Can you add up the uh, the purse there for the twenty four cars there real quick while we're talking? <laughs> coming up. I, yeah, I, ha- I, yeah. Not, Hold this on. Is what it's going to take though, Robbie? Okay. It, when you throw these guys together, because I mentioned something to Thurman's the other day, or last week, whenever it was, about getting a series together. I always say, yeah, I'd like to do that. I'd like to get a series together. It sounds good. When it comes to what you're going to race for, when you go to present this to different racetracks, you know, because you got to try to fit in, you know, you got to try to make it happen. Right. I mentioned, you know, about racing for free. Well, nobody wants to race for free, obviously. That's not really what it comes down to. But um, something that some, one of you guys seriously needs to do to try to be a, to head the thing up, you know, if the race is a success, if there's 30 cars there, if 30 cars indeed show up for this 100-lap race, and they're not just all cars that run there locally. They're guys that came in that have these late-model-looking cars. I think you guys should formulate a little deal and uh, see if you can uh, do something, you know? Yeah, I, I heard Rick some, um, you know, comment about, you know, that we definitely don't want to run for free. It's just that, you know, like, you know, like he said, the expense um, has just gotten, you know, so much. Um, of course, him and I are on the, you know, we've done it for so long that we, we're kind of, you know, I, I've actually I've got my kids into go-kart racing and everything now, and I've kind of backed off on my own racing, so it was just kind of a, you know, wherever I heard him, I was kind of like, well, I agree. You know, I mean, I can't, you know, go to just, you know, not to run for nothing, um, which there is a lot of new, you know, new drivers and, and everything. You know, the whole class was kind of, you know, originally based as a beginner's type class, and it's kind of grew into, you know, four-cylinder late-mile type cars. I, I, and I, I, when I said that, I didn't mean uh, in literal racing for free because I, I – when it comes to stock car racing, and like I've said before, I've told everybody what I think, and that is that, you know, if there's somebody charging an admission to get in the gate to watch us race, then we need to be paid. Right. Okay? That's simple. And uh, because we do bring a lot to the table in each one of the different classes, because I don't consider any of them. I eat, the guy that brings a mini stock in, in, the, in the, a bomber class, okay, he still has got expense to come there and, uh, you know, should in some cases, not be paid, but, you know, they should all be paid something, at least uh, something, you know, that separates them from just the guy in the grandstand. But Hey, Rob. What's the number? Okay, um, through uh, 1st through 24th, it's over 5700 Okay, 5700 bucks. So they did no entry fee in that, and if there was 24 of them um, and they did a $50, they could get 1200 of it. So you basically you'd be going to a racetrack, you know, if you guys did a fifty dollar entry fee all together, you'd be going to a racetrack asking for, you know, uh, forty five hundred bucks or something. So um, if you indeed had twenty four cars, racetracks would love to take it. Yeah, well, three or four. I think if let's see how this one goes. I, you know, it's uh, so I was talking with some people about this the other day, Rob, and you know, right now is like. Probably not a really good time to be starting to put series together for all kinds of reasons, but if they could have three or four, um, you know, a handful of big races like this a year and do them really good, I think people like Robbie and uh, and Rick and the and the real the guys that have been doing it a long time would be uh, more than happy, huh, Rob? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
14, 12, 12 race deals and all that. I don't, I don't see that happening again. Not anytime soon. No, and I wouldn't do that neither. I just need for them to be able to have more than just one. Yeah. You know, they only have this one, and I, I know how it is. You know, they, Robbie'd like to go race, you know, sure, five times a year. It'd be great. Yeah. Well. And, uh, not necessarily even have anything, not necessarily any kind of points deal, but just to be able to get guys to commit that would go. That's, that's the thing is, uh, getting guys to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to put it on my schedule to go. Then when the time comes, only five cars show up. Okay. Hey, guys, we need to wrap this up. Robbie, thanks so much for April joining 11th. us. And we look forward to seeing you up there at Citrus County Speedway on April 11th. And uh, help spread the word. If you're out there and you're listening, tell your friends, you know, that have the cars that are sitting in the garage, break them out, come and be in this race April 11th, Citrus County Speedway, and plan to attend. Just come, have fun, and uh, watch the race. It's going to be a good time. Thanks so much, Robbie. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Take it easy. Okay, Rob, I, I think this is where we turn it over to you for your, uh, are we going to go carton? Carton time? Carton time. Okay, yes. we're going to get ready for carton time. Um, we will be back. Hey, you know, as they as they get ready for their carting segment over there, I just want to remind everyone that when Inside Florida Racing is looking for shirts or jackets, we turn to Fancy Work Embroidery, fancyworkembroidery.com. Casey Mays, she makes our shirts, our jackets. She also makes my hats for uh, my limited edition hats for Kicks Country 92.9. Much thanks to Casey Mays. If you're looking for shirts, go to fancyworkembroidery.com. Today we salute you, Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper, that's who. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stubmaster, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA.
Time once again for two minutes of fame on Inside Florida Racing. And this time we're letting a woman get her two minutes of fame here on Inside Florida Racing. <laughs> Welcome, Cynthia Strelly, to Inside Florida Racing. Ah, thank you. Cynthia, so this weekend you ran up at Orlando Speed World. Yes, that's the first time I've been on that uh, track to race, and it's a great, great little track. So I had a lot of fun. And you brought out a late model. Yes. So is, has it been a while since you've raced that late model? Uh, actually, this is a new one. So the first time that I've raced this late model and the first time I've been on Orlando Speed uh, World. Uh, and I apologize for my voice. I'm coming down with a cold. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was back in uh, 2002 was the last time that I ran a full season in a late model. Well, my goodness, uh you finished second there. I see they only had five cars show up there, but looks like you didn't let nobody pass you. Yeah, we started fourth, and uh, we managed to, to hang on to second. Was a little anxious, wanting to 
built for that win, but uh, I've got a great coach that's working with me and uh, teaching me patience and <laughs> working with me on that. Who's so, that? Who's your coach? Chad Pierce. He's the one who put the car together for me and gave me a real solid car to work with, and uh, we're budget racers, so and he understands that, so it's one of everything, and just taking it easy on equipment and, and uh, getting some seat time underneath me, so that's the big thing right now, even more so than worrying about wins as much as uh, making it smooth, making it making it fast by uh, by seat time. CC? Yes, I I'm sorry. I'm 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 looking up some results for you. Um you know, Cynthia, do you do you when you're out there racing, do you run into many other women that are racing in the late models with you? Uh this is the first time I've ever raced um uh Alexis. Um so uh that was, you know, just learning what what she does and uh no no different really than than racing any of the guys. So we, you know, when we put on a helmet, we, we view ourselves the exact same, so no different. Did you know that a, a woman finished first in the race, too, Cece? Actually, no, I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't at Orlando. Yes, actually, uh, Alexis isn't Alex. Okay. Fenton. It is Alexis Fenton, and she led all the way, and this young lady, Cynthia, finished right behind her so actually well way to go there were three guys who got their butts kicked that's hey, see that makes it even better that's awesome so how'd that work out at that winner's circle i'm sorry how did that work out the winner's circle because you girls were the majority for the first time ever in a late model race in the state of florida yeah that, so that's pretty exciting in itself <laughs> I, I bet you if you look through the records, I bet you it is the first time that first and second place in a late model race in the state of Florida was won by two females. Jack, are you there? You know, I've I've never um, myself at a race uh, seen women take a first and second um, in a race. Jack, have you ever been been at a race and no, no? Jack shaking his head no. So this, I think this, I think there was a record. See a lot more of that with the first and second on the female, but the order reversed. Well, yeah. Okay. That would be nice for you, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so are you going to continue to run there at uh, Orlando? Yes, we're actually going to try and, uh, with the way that they set the schedule up this year with both New Smyrna Speedway and Orlando Speed World, is to be able to run both tracks. So we're just getting our feet on the ground and getting started. But uh, for the late models, uh, our opening night at, at New Smyrna Speedway is this weekend. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to put it together for that um, and run both tracks. They alternate the weekend. Is this super late models or limited? Limited. Okay. Um, are they going to have more than five cars show up? You know, with it being the first time that they've had the, the uh, limited late models there at Orlando, um, I'm looking forward to it turning into quite a large class as um, as the season goes on and people are aware that they've brought them back on a regular basis so I think it's a really good thing cool have you been to New Smyrna before yes I raced New Smyrna a full season season of New Smyrna back in 2002 where we took uh, rookie of the year and second in uh, overall championship points and haven't raced a full year uh, since Uh, ran a couple in 2003 
and 2004, I think, was my last season before uh, Life and Kids took over, and now we're back. So, and we're actually uh, putting together where uh, my my oldest daughter is getting ready to turn 14, and we're looking at putting her in a uh, the novice truck class at Orlando, and my eight-year-old daughter in a quarter midget at uh, New Smyrna Speedway quarter midget track. So that'll be the first in the country too of a mother-daughter daughter race team. So some really neat things in the works right now. Well, that's wonderful. You know, I love this. the The girls are getting famous here on Inside Florida Racing, and. Um, you know, we wish your family uh, much success um, in each and every one of your racing endeavors. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed your uh, two minutes of fame on Inside Florida Racing. And please, you know, stay in touch with us and uh, let us know what is happening with your racing career in 09. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed talking with you. Okay, Cynthia. All right, Cynthia. Take it easy. Okay. All right, bye-bye. There we go, David Bowie and Fame. That's the two minutes of fame segment on Inside Florida Racing. And, uh, two minutes of fame, two females, winning a late model race. And uh, hey, if you know someone that you'd like to nominate for two minutes of fame, just get in touch with us. We are, uh, we are Rob, we're trying to track down your uh, guest, uh, Greg uh, uh, Roback, uh, for tonight's uh, carding segment. And uh, we're know, I don't think Cynthia. Or you, Jack, even realize that history has been made. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great. It's awesome. It's cool. So we're trying to track... It's awesome for you women. I mean, that's almost, you know, that's, that's better news to me than Obama being president. Yeah, <laughs> two women finally won a late model race together, first and second. Well, Jack, do you want to... Uh, well, actually, I was going to say, no, I was going to tell Rob that, um, Rob, they had 25 or 26... Champ carts. Twenty-six. Yep. Start um, at Charlotte. Saturday night. Yep. Uh, Twenty-six. Um, and let's see here. Twenty-five finished. And I tell you, it it was a good race. They, uh, you know, they're always so exciting out there. Those those champ carts. Um, you know, that's that's a, a class that both you and I really like to watch. And uh, Chase Fitzgerald. Um, Finished first, followed up by Tara Henderson. So, you know. And she was going for like her third or fourth. I think she had won two or three. I know she had Mm -hmm. won two or three. I forget what Mike told me, but she was going for her third or fourth win in a row. And uh, it was, I I tell you, I took a bunch of pictures of them and stuff, Rob, and I was out there. um, Is that the first time you've got to really look? Well, it was the first time I really paid attention. You know what I mean? What do you think? Well, I thought that uh, one thing I noticed was I, I remarked to somebody that I thought they should have just a little bit bigger numbers, like like increase those car number thingies yeah. on the side of the carts, just just a little bit. So uh, because of the low profile, um, that was a little bit of an issue for me because it was you know when you're not used to it, you don't know the cars and you're just seeing chrome and color. Yeah, and it's really fast, but. It was, um, well, I'll tell you, first of all, during the heat races, tell me there's no competition here. There was some fire in those people's veins, let me tell you. <laughs> okay? you. This was no different than street stock drivers out there going for it in the heat races. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, faster. Uh, they, well, they were going at it. I mean, they were serious. And, like, when somebody gets spins out, 
they don't really like it, you know, and uh, and they let it be known. And and there were some some wrecks and guys hit the walls and whatever. But anyway, during when they started all twenty six of them, it was pretty amazing because uh, I mean, like the first two, uh, what's the young man's name who won the race? Chase Fitzgerald. Chase and the and the uh, Tara Henderson. Tara. Um, we're going to have Tara on here uh, real soon on this show because that was and both of these these young young folks were awesome, but they were uh, the top three. There was them two. I think that their carts, their champ carts, were actually in contact ninety percent of it, the race. It was amazing huh? the way they just you know. They, they show what real drafting exactly. About. They they got it. into that formation and they just went and they were just ahead. Of the pack. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was pretty cool. It was. And, yeah, see, it's hard for us in our cars to, to draft and use real drafting where you where you bump draft and actually help the guy in front of you for both of you to be able to advance. And that's how they really get to show uh, the fans up close how real drafting techniques work, you know. Yeah, it was, uh, it was cool. I mean, they had 26 of them out there. That was a big field. And, um, you know, hey. It was uh, it was entertaining, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely entertaining. Definitely an entertaining class. And twenty six, man, their class grows. The good thing about them, they could put fifty of them out there. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it's nice because because they you know they've got you know they've got sponsors on a lot of these cars, and so I just think I think it's just going to grow and get bigger and bigger as people. As people see it, Rob, and see how exciting it is, I think more people will want to be sponsors and want to get out there and get their own carts. Well, you know, you could be out there for a couple thousand bucks. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, spending the money that people spend in different directions and and car racing, you know. uh, Yeah. And they're racing on Saturday night, right? Exactly. Racing on Saturday night in front of a full crowd. Hey, um, last night... That that uh, the space shuttle went off, and what what a sight! Um, we had perfect perfect weather conditions for that uh, that shuttle launch last night. Um, we're able able to see it, you know, spectacular over here, and uh, that was you know what a great what a great thing. I can only imagine if you were over at one of the tracks and maybe were doing some Sunday racing on the other coast. That were even closer to Kennedy Space Center. That must have even been an even better vision. But um, we had just walked out of the hospital ten minutes, five yeah. minutes after it went off, and over in the there was this weird cloud formation that yeah. was undeniable what that was. You know, I mean, you could just see it. it was it was one of the best views from this area, as far as I'm concerned, in quite a while. The weather conditions were just perfect for it. All we right, were, we were lucky. We tracked down. Uh, okay. The man of the hour here. It's carton time with Rob. Rob, take it away. Folks, uh, welcome to the carting segment. We started it kind of early talking about the uh, sort of champ carts there, but uh, let's speak to a real champ here, Greg Robach. From uh, he's the, he runs the cart deal over there at uh, CCMP, Shaw County Motorsports Park. How you doing, uh, Greg? I'm doing great. How you guys? Good, man. You okay? Oh, I'm doing real good. I'm doing real well, thank you. Three days, though. I mean, three days kind of kicks your butt, you know what? Yeah, it sounds like you've been having to yell at people. Uh, Maybe a little bit, yeah. You know, not me, though. You know me. I wouldn't yell at anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
talk to the folks a little bit about the carding. Uh, you know, uh, last we talked was a while back, you know, when you started the carding deal over there. Uh, how's it going? Oh, man, we really have come a, come a long ways with that deal. We started with, um, you know, just a few classes here and there, and and uh, we did, we've done some promoting with it. We've kind of started some educational programs through the week where we have parents that bring their children out or even you know adults that want to come out and learn how to how to how to you know what they can do to get involved and we've built it to where we have 40 50 carts in the pits now and uh we've got on a pretty good schedule to where we we're twice a month now um we've uh we we're working with some different people now on different motor types because the Briggs motors the flathead Briggs motors are getting a little bit scarce as far as parts and stuff to find so we've 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 uh we've branched out a little bit into box stock and honda hybrid motors and started some new classes there and it's really taken off we got a whole bunch of new people there that are interested in that deal and it makes a lot more affordable and it makes a, a lot more competitive racing and uh we really are taking off with it. i'm telling you it's really it's really a lot of fun you guys uh I have a, a Yamaha uh, 100 class there. We do. Um, you know, we it, it, that's a hit and miss type deal because um, a lot of those guys run competitively at some of the state races and so forth. And this time of the year, there are a heck of a lot of those state races right now. Right. And uh, you know, a lot of those guys hit those. But when they're off on their weekends off, they come down to see us, and you know, we get some of those guys too, and the tag carts and what have you. Uh, but again, there this time of year, there's a heck of a lot of state races going on. So uh, but when do you guys about, race there most of the time? Well, we run on Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday afternoons, uh, twice a month this time of year. I imagine uh, probably in May we're going to go back to some Friday evenings because of the heat. It gets pretty warm out there on Sunday afternoons to to, to run some go karts. But and Friday Friday nights we get a lot of uh, you know we get under the lights. That's kind of a really neat deal for everybody. They they get a run under the lights in the evening and it's a lot cooler and uh, in the summertime that seems to work better for us. Yeah. Um... Do you have any kind of uh, events that you open for, uh, you know, uh, corporate-type stuff or anything like that? You know, we've been trying to venture Yeah, we've been trying to venture out into that deal. Um, we did the fireman's thing not too long ago. We had the all the area, three-county fire departments that were racing against each other. Um, it was a deal for muscular dystrophy, and, uh, and each one of them uh, had heat races, and then the winners would transfer into a, a feature for us. And it was a really neat deal, all these fire... Firefighters and EMTs and paramedics all came out that had never really raced a heck of a lot before, and you know we got them out there and they raced against each other. And uh, I believe a guy from Fort Myers uh, Fire Department ended up uh, winning the whole deal. But they had a really neat thing there, and uh, we're really trying to branch out into that deal. I've got a deal set up at uh, one of our sponsors of this deal at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings up in Northport, who's who's going to have a. Uh, uh, a high school night where they're going to have the area high schools come over and we're going to explain our program to them and uh, show them how they can get into it and uh, see if we can get some more involvement there from the uh, from the high school end of it. Yeah, I think that'd probably be a, a great idea. You know, uh, you know, the kids when they're in high school, they'd, they'd like to get into anything and they just have to be uh, kind of pointed in the right direction, if you know what I mean. That's for that's for sure, bud. That's for sure. I see the kids that do come out that are of that age. Between we have a you know a slew of them that are twelve to fifteen, sixteen, and when they have their their interest pointed in this direction, it keeps them you know on the right track. They 
uh, most of the parents are, well, you know, grades uh, are going to uh, allow you to race or not race, and, uh, and, and it really gives them something to be really interested in and, and, and keeps them on the right track. So uh, you talked something about um, having uh, stuff for kids, training, or something like that. What were you talking about there? Well, we take people that have really not been exposed to any kind of, you know, uh, organized cart uh, racing, you know, and and they want to get involved. And and kids from, gosh, we've done kids from five to to seventeen that have come out, and and we we meaning my brother and I, who kind of run the cart uh, deal out there, we uh, we show them the basics of the cart. We show them actually, you know, gasic brake, everything. I mean, and we explain the flagging to them. We explain cornering to them. And we give them a couple of, you know, real short runs and let them get used to the cart. And then we take them out on the track and we follow them uh, with, a, with a four-wheeler and we show them the preferred lines and so forth. And uh, we spend about two hours with them, just get them, you know, acclimated to the track and, uh, and uh, show them the basics. And then we give them a little time on their own then. And uh, that's, really, uh, that's really coming around. We've got a lot of people that are very interested in that. How much would a parent spend to... Uh bring their son or daughter to come do something like that? Well, what we're doing right now, we've been doing kind of a special for it. Um, um, I recommend them first to come out and watch one of our karting programs. Um, it's, you know, we try to keep it very organized, um, and they can see exactly what we do. And then you come out during the week. Uh, we rent the track for a couple of hours. Usually it's two hours. And it's usually 100 to $150, depending on which cart you need. Uh, the kids' carts are running at $100, 150 for the uh, for the Briggs cart and a larger cart. And, of course, if you have multiple people that want to come out at once, then, uh, you know, we can do a package deal with that, too. Hey, Greg, did, did you ever notice that uh, um, the karting people in general are so much nicer than your race car crowd? I don't mean the, I don't mean the fans. I mean the drivers. I agree. I mean, just a different atmosphere. I mean, on karting days when we go out there, it's a it's a family atmosphere where everybody's high fiving and and it, I mean everybody just it, it's a real fun atmosphere. And it's not you know uh, when you're out there running for trophies, they're helping each other. One guy will bend an axle or a tie rod or something, and, and all the parents go over there to help him fix it. And and uh, it's just it's a total different atmosphere. And it's really cool to see all the families together, all the kids together, everybody, you know, just out there having a real good time. No doubt about it. Uh, yeah. Definitely and, a different deal. Uh, uh, are you guys going to uh, – it sounds like that you got a good handle on the go-kart thing uh, now. Are you going to uh, maybe do something in the summertime that uh, – I don't know, maybe you guys could open up summer camp. You know, that's a great idea. That's kind of what I'm, with this uh, event that we're going to do with Buffalo Wild Wings here in Northport, that's kind of what we're going to try to get at is is having, beginning with actual, a little bit of a classroom instruction, uh, earning what we were going to call certain badges uh, that you can put in your fire suit, and then you get to a certain level in your badges on your fire suit, which would graduate you into a different category, move you from an amateur status to a, you know, a, a semi-pro or, or what have you, after you've gotten so many races under your belt. And uh, similar to a Cub Scout or, you know, what have you uh, type deal mm-hmm. to where, you know, you get merits and, uh, and as I said, badges and so forth, and you just, you just move throughout the ranks until you get to a point where you can compete on a regular basis with the ones with the experience on the, uh, on the regular karting program. 
Yeah, you give them skull and crossbone things for their helmets, <laughs> little tiny stickers and stuff, yeah. you know, like I football mean, players do. Yeah. Yeah, these little like boneheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bonehead, there you go. <laughs> well, Greg, I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here on Inside Florida Racing. And, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to promote the cart thing, you know, uh, get them carters out there to start listening to us and uh, send in some names of some carters that you have over there that uh, you think should uh, deserve to be on the show, and uh, we'll get them on sometime. Excellent. Hey, if anybody needs any info, just go to uh, CCMP Carts. That's CCMPKARTS dot com. We have all of our information on there on our regular pro- uh, program. My telephone number is on there. If you need any additional information, please call me at any time. I'll help anybody out. And I want to thank you guys for everything you guys do for us and everything you do for the racing scene, guys. Cool. Thanks thank a lot, you, man. I appreciate right, it. Take care. All right, Greg. Take these. All right. Bye now. All right. Okay. Uh, you got some carding news? No, that was okay. when we when I talked about the champ carts. That was yeah. that was it. So yeah, I didn't see any carding news from Mike Portman this week. What happened? Mike? Okay, on vacation. Maybe there was. I, I don't. News. I don't know. But you know, Rob, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing with uh, Tony Amico probably. With inside Florida racing. Let me think. Is that is that the carding carding uh, spirit there, Daddy and the um, Juniors? Not no, so much. Not so much. Not so much. All right. So uh, you just you need Go Go Speed Racer. Okay, then we can find that. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I just do have to say, point out that I, I misspoke when I was talking about uh, uh, Joe Winchell didn't lose his ride. His car's not going to be ready, which is a significantly different thing. Um, okay, good. He, the car is just not going to be ready for Orlando, and it's not like he lost his ride. I mean, to me, he lost his ride, but he didn't lose his ride. Oh, he I'm just, glad to hear. I'm glad it's just, just a mechanical thing. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's time to talk V8 stock cars. We've been talking about V8 stock car racing for uh, the last couple of months off and on, Rob. And, and one of the things that we pointed out about this is how this series has grown over the years. Go ahead and introduce our next guest, man. On the phone with us, we've got none other than uh, Tony Amico. He's the 2007 GTA Points champion. How you doing, Tony? I'm good. How are you? Man, we're doing great, man. I, I tell you, every time I talk about this uh, V8 stock car stuff, you know, I, I race these blade models and I kick myself in that butt all the time because I think about I could be out there running these road courses and stuff. They're a lot of fun. 
bet they are. You've been having fun? Yeah, um, I've been having a great time. I think we won the uh, championship in seven and eight. Wow. Well, I'm sorry I didn't tell you that. You know, they only provide me with so much information. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible of them, isn't it? I know. Leave me out like that. Oh, <laughs> our apologies. So, uh, how are the races going? Uh, what was the last race? Sebring, wasn't it? The last race was uh, West Palm International Raceway was the last race I ran. And how did you do in that race? I came in third. I blew up my primary car, a... Uh, cylinder wall failed and they uh, took some water in and blew a rod and I got in the backup car and we took third. And a lot of people will remember, have been around racing in Florida a long time, will remember, uh, Tony, you ran, used to run in like the Sarah series, the the uh, limited late models, they called them at that time, and you raced in the, those kind of cars before. How different is this whole deal? What's, what's the difference in terms of the experience uh, as a driver? Um, you know, they, they both have their own, they both have their own satisfaction. They, uh, they're, they're both a lot of fun. Uh, road racing is, is more a driver's sport because the, the spectators can't see the whole track. So it's not much of a spectator sport, but for a driver, it's a whole lot more fun than running a roundy round car. Uh, left and right turns, up and down hills, you go race road Atlanta, you know, you have some hundred foot hills to climb up. You're you're going up them, um, coming out of a ninety degree turn in second gear, catching third. Just as you break the top of the hill, you're catching fourth gear, running fourth gear about um, sixty feet down the other side before you go into heavy braking to get around the negative negative uh, banked corner, coming onto the front straightaway. It, it's just a whole different feel. But it's a lot of fun. There's nothing like it. Yeah, you sold me just on that whole deal. Just then, that whole smealy just laid out. That's the uh, last turn coming into the uh, the finish line at Road Atlanta. Yeah, you know, in my karting days, I raced at every one of those places, you know. And uh, I used to run uh, super karts, and we ran them at Ro- Road Atlanta, Roebling Road, all these tracks in Florida, you know, and Every time I think about, you know, as much as I've raced cars in, in late model, I've never got to race one on the road course. And, you know, because my car is just set up one way, I don't have no money to change it the other way. I'd love to, but uh, there's, a, there's another there's another big difference in racing. You know, you get on a uh, a track even as nice as the track as Lakeland was. Um, you know, you maybe you get up to 140 miles an hour on these road courses. You're up 180 miles an hour, 885 miles an hour. It's a, uh, it's a whole different experience. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. How long have you been doing it, Tony? Uh, three years. Yeah. Three years. Uh, it, it's it's a ball. There's nothing. There's nothing to compare it to. It's uh, the most fun you can have with your clothes on. That's for sure. <laughs> now, now, who builds your cars? Do you, do you have? Uh... I know Mike Cope's been and got involved in this deal. Where do you build? Who Mike built? Cope's involved. Um, Mike Cope. Mike Cope helped me uh, some on my car. The Bowsers, the Bowser brothers, Jason, yeah, Jeremy. The, they help with the car. Um, uh, Jimmy Cope helps with the cars. There's a you know a lot of guys are getting involved in it. So there's a lot of guys out there 
trying to get a piece of the action. You know, I haven't heard of that name about the Bowser Boys since uh, they were running in the Hooters deal. What are they up to these days? Um, Jason Bowser runs the shop, the Eagle's Nest, mm-hmm. um, over over off of uh, 142nd Avenue, and uh, his brother's up working for a uh, NASCAR team up in North Carolina. Oh, good for them. Good for them. That's cool. They're not racing anymore. They're just uh, just building cars. Yeah. He builds. He builds a. He does a hell of a job. I'll tell you what. Yeah. That's cool. And where do you live at now, Tony? St. Pete. Yeah. That. that, that... So there, how many cars you got? Um, I have uh, three road race cars. Are they all three of the same class or different classes? I see they got. They're all, they're all the same thing. They all run a class called GTA. It's. Um, it's basically the same as a uh, same layout as the super late model, no difference. Yeah. Good. Now you I know. set you up right for it. Now, how do I get myself in the seat of one of your cars? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, we told you well, no okay, panhandling. Here's, here's the thing: you got to get a driver's license, a <laughs> license from um, SCCA, yeah. to be able to go run on the track. So uh, that's not hard to get. You could you could go to the school and take the school in a Miata. Once they issue you a license, it doesn't matter what you drive. Huh. You wow. get a license, and I'll let you go around. The, I'll let you take a car around the track a few times. There you go. That's the best offer you've had in like yeah. a while. Yeah, it's not bad. I can't turn that down. And I got to see that. Then I would have to see what I'd have to do to my car to switch it over. You know what? There's almost nothing you have to do to your car to switch it over. That's all you have to do is. Change the A-frame on one side of your car. But I got a left-hander chassis. Doesn't matter. There's guys running left-hander chassis. Wow. Sounds like you're... Jerry you're... Miller runs a left-hander chassis. He runs SPO. Um, they're how, probably, how do those uh, right-hand turns go? No problem. You well. set your you set your car up, even though you have a left-hander chassis, when you do your cross on the cars, you set it up for, you know, to get 50-50 across the car. How much weight, is, how much do the cars weigh? Cars weigh 2,900 pounds. Okay, well, that'll help. Gotta add weight. 2,900 pounds, full of fuel with you in the car, and they weigh it, that's what it has. My car has to weigh 2,880 pounds after the race. Rob, I think that's something you should you should follow up on. I'll tell you because like as as we talked about, you know, Tony, we've talked about this uh, with with Lee. I, I talked to Lee uh, a couple of months ago, and I hadn't, I'd been out of touch with him for a few years. And you know, I remember when he started this whole thing, got it got it first kicking off ten years ago or whatever. And there was a handful of cars, and the series has continued to grow and grow and grow. And uh, we sort of compared that in in some instances it's grown while late model racing at our racetracks on the circle tracks has kind of gone the other way and uh, right you know it's uh it's uh, obviously something working right well yeah you know you know you can take any car you can take a nascar you can take a bush car you can take a super late model and you can go out and race them and th- there's a the other big thing is it's it's not a tight track. You're usually racing on a three-mile track, and when you spread 50 cars out on a three-mile track, it's not it's not a lot of bumping and grinding. As a matter of fact, they write you they write you up. They uh, call you in for an interview if you touch another car on the track. 
So you're not replacing fenders, you're not replacing grills, you're not replacing um, front ends, rear ends on the cars. You're you're not repairing the car every week like you do roundy round racing. Well, you got to take some good equipment there because you're talking about going 180, 190 mile an hour down the straightaway and then stopping, making turns. You know, uh, over a period of time, it would definitely wear some equipment out. That's for sure. Any any late model, any late model or, or super late model could be converted over very easily at a low cost. Maybe um, you move your you move your oil tank over to the right hand side. You move your battery over to the right hand side. You uh, change one A frame and you're good to go. That's cool. When's the next time you guys are racing? Uh, North Carolina, the end of this. Excuse me, Carolina Motorsports Park, the end of this month. How about in Florida? Um, I think we have two races left at Sebring, two races at Daytona, another race at West Palm International Raceway, and one at Homestead. So Sounds there's plenty of local races for people to go race around here, and it doesn't, it, it's such a ball. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, man, it definitely sounds like it. Sounds like a good time. Uh, That's cool. For sure. We're also going to uh, talk. Definitely, I'm going to have to get licensed up and take you up on that offer to go out My here and out one of your cars. Cause, uh, I always bring two to the race. You're welcome to run one. So, Tony, where would he go to get his SCCA license? Um, I think the next SCCA school is at Daytona. There you go. Yeah, I've never had a uh, SCCA license. Well, we're going to have to look into this and I, get you going on We're going to have to get if, you if, going, Rob. If you, um, if you can just borrow somebody's Miata or somebody's little car to go to the school, it's only like 200 bucks. There you go. I'll have to check into that. As a matter of fact, uh, I, have a, uh, I have a free school I'll give you. Really? Yeah, I, I, it was one of the door prizes at the uh, awards banquet. Well, I'll take it. Rob, I think this Rob, is the best day of your life Rob outside of the day you got married and the day your son was born. Rob, you're speechless. Well, nothing compares to the day your son was yeah. born. That's right. Or your <laughs> daughter, that. either one. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. Well, most definitely, uh, we need to get that from you. All right. Um, yeah, Tony, I tell you what, we're going to uh, talk to Jay Marshall. I know you know him. He, he's a good competitor, boy. He, we, we're neck and neck. Yeah, we're going to talk to Jay here in a few minutes, but before we let you go, yeah, before we let you go, I think, uh, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up, you were the, unfortunately, you were the, the man in charge when, when Lakeland just couldn't couldn't stay open anymore, and you you, had, you owned the track there, and I know that had to be a tough decision for you to to have to let that piece go, because you raced there, and, and you had as much... Uh, track, it was a ball to race on. Yeah, and... Uh, it's a nice short track in our state. Yeah, could could you just speak to the fans and and like say what 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 happened there to make that have to happen? The economy, people stopped racing, car counts were low, we couldn't get a full show, and then the fans stopped coming out. Where they used to have seven thousand, we were lucky to get twenty five hundred. The uh, last year, the last year that the track ran, um, it lost a little over four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That's 400,000 good reasons to, to, to not be able to do it, man. So uh, somebody came up and said, hey, we'd like to buy this commercial property and change the use on it. We'll give you a healthy profit if you'll sell it to us. And I was like, well, let me see, lose another four or 500,000 or make a profit and sell the property. Yeah. 
if if I had a crystal ball and could tell you when racing was going to come back or when the economy was going to turn around so racing could come back, and it, if it was going to be a short time, I would have kept it, put in a go-kart track, put in a quarter midget track, maybe a road race, road race course. But um, I didn't have the luxury of that, and I had to make a decision, and the decision was to cut the losses and sell the track. Yeah. So do you see, uh, is uh, is that something that you might, if the economy, when the economy gets back going in the other direction, is it possible that you might get back into that kind of part of the racing game again? Possible I'd build a new track, yeah, with yeah. road course and a uh, circle track. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Yeah, maybe you could buy all that property over there at Sunshine Speedway sits on over there and just reenact that whole deal over there into a road course circle track deal. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be something? You'd have the busiest place, wouldn't you? Absolutely. That'd be a good business deal. That place drew a crowd right to the last day it was open. That's right. We all used to race there. Yeah, that quarter-mile track was a great learning experience, wasn't it? That's right. That's where we all learned how to race. I remember your days out there, brother. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> what, was cool. the most ex- what was the most exciting thing you remember about that track? Uh, me? Myself? Yeah. Um, one of the most exciting races that I ever watched at that racetrack was Jimmy Cope and Dave Plesser crashing across the finish line of a late-mile race. And... uh Every time there was a race, there was always 24 cars. Yeah. I love The exciting the... thing I remember is when Jimmy flew over the grandstands in his car. And well, you're older than me. Cleared the grandstands, cleared the grandstands and the people in the grandstands by 20 feet above them. Wow. Now, how does something like that happen? He was coming, he was coming into turn four just before you go down the straightaway. He got bumped. He hit the fence the fence fell down and it launched him into the air like a ramp and he went right over the grandstands landed in the parking lot and broke everything in the car the rear end in half gauges blew up everything i never heard that before that was 1980 (laughs) wow probably in 1980 that's why you didn't hear about it jack you weren't even into racing yet yeah, the thing I remember most was the the, the the most exciting figure eights I think I've ever seen was there, no doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, you know, it's just a shame that the track does still sit there as it does, and, uh, yeah. you know. Nobody's using it. Yeah. yeah, if something ever could be done with it, you know. Why don't we go lease it and open it back up? Hey, that's what I'm saying. That'd, that'd be the place <laughs> to put a road course in and have that oval track, too, and have the best of both worlds. With all these cars you got, we could at least drive your cars around all day long every day. Yeah, there we go. Well, you know, guys, all it takes is money, but we all know that if that were to happen, if that was to be reopened, you know the fans and the drivers would be there. That's for sure. Yeah, you got to spend it to make it. I, I think that place would make money. Yeah. You know, well, it's, bought it close, would it's so close to the fans and so convenient to get to that that's why that track was always successful. Yeah. And all the racers. Think of all the racers that still live around. You know, so. Sure. Everybody's everybody's a little tight on money right now, all the racers. That's all I hear is uh, I can't afford a set of tires. I can't afford to put new valve springs in the motor. I can't go racing. Yeah. Hey, well, don't tell anybody, Tony, but if you open Sunshine Speedway up, yeah. you just said you were doing it for trophies, there'd still be a bunch of people that would yeah, I bet you there would. There would yes, be, there would. no doubt. <laughs> well, Tony, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, man, to be with us here tonight. I really appreciate it. Hey, Tony, he's going to give me your phone number. I'm going to call you, and we're going to work some stuff out. You got it. Okay. 
Good, good deal. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, what a stroll down memory lane there. And, um, well, we're going to stick in stick to speaking about V8 stock cars. Coming up, we're going to be having Jay Marshall with us. We're going to get him on the line, and um, and that, that'll... So that's up next on Inside Florida Racing. Let's see. Also, we want to remind you, um, coming up, we have um, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, March 27th and 28th. That is coming. Uh, you know, in United Dirt Late Mile, if you, if, you, if you can't afford to travel out of the state, you know, well, we all understand that. But, you know, go to the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series website. Take a look at their schedule. Find when they're going to be at a Florida track near you and go and watch one of their races. They are always, you know, they always put on an edge-of-your-seat race. You will not be disappointed. Um, definitely in 09, you're going to want to check out a United Dirt Late Mile Challenge Series race when they come to a track near you. Coming up at Ocala, the Top Gun Sprints on the 27th. You're going to want to go check that out. The Orange Blossom Race, that is coming up March 20th. And don't forget, Citrus County Speedway for that Mini Stock 100. That is happening April 11th. And, of course, we want to remind you to join Real Racing USA Live Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock up at East Bay Raceway Park. And Jay Marshall, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. What's happening, Jay? Oh, not too much, brother. How are you all? We're doing good. Um, talk to us a little bit about your V8 stock car. Well, just uh, trying to keep up with Tony there. I guess he got the lead spot there on uh, on the radio as well. Got ahead of me on that one. Does that happen a lot on the track too? He tries to uh, try to keep him uh, try to keep him in line there. Hey, you hear I'm trying to uh, get a ride in one of his uh, get a seat in one of his rides. I've yep. been trying really hard, man. <laughs> so now it's just come down to I got to get a license. <laughs> yep, that's not that's not too hard to do. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and uh, good learning experience there. So uh, talk to us about uh, your racing experiences that you're having, and what's got you into uh, this VA stock car race. And just having a just having a great time. A uh, lot of a lot of good guys. I've uh, met a lot of good people. Um, kind of new in the race, and I've only been racing since '06. And uh, got got lined up with the V8 stock car guys, and, and uh, just a lot of good camaraderie, and, and a lot of good uh, competitive racing. Uh, Ended up with a couple of uh, Mike Cope's old ASA cars, and he's helped me along and put some uh, put me in a pretty good piece, and just been uh, just been enjoying it. Sounds like a ton of fun. Now, uh, Mike Cope is uh, is he involved? Is he racing at all in this? No, we uh, we haven't got him in the driver's seat yet. Um, consistently working on him, but uh, we've uh, he's he's just helped a few of us of, of us guys out there and. Uh, working on our cars and getting us straightened out and, you know, a couple of us new guys that don't know much about it, uh, you know, just showing us the ropes there, a lot of knowledge. He's just a just a book of knowledge. So. Yeah. Um, it said that uh, Jimmy was uh, getting involved. Is he just getting involved in car building? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I think so. Um, <clears throat> just uh, you know, not a lot of people spending money in the racing business right now, I guess, and uh, what they are spending, a lot of them are coming over to us and, and uh, you know, coming to the V8 stock car and the uh, SCCA deal and, and just uh, 
car counts kind of moving up on that end. So I think it's a direction that a lot of people are going. Now, is there other races that you guys can run your cars in besides just the uh, V8 stock car stuff? Is there other uh, racing stuff? Yeah, there's. I think you know there's there's races all you know all over the states. Uh, there's races going every weekend and and uh, you know different different classes and and uh, you know all sorts of cars, including ours. And uh, so yeah, there's it's pretty active. A uh, lot of uh, you know, races going everywhere. So yeah, there's there's quite a bit. Cool. Are you going to uh, go to North Carolina to this next one they have? Yep, we're looking at uh, March 28th, I think, and March 29th, Carolina Motor Sports Park. Uh, real nice facility up there. Uh, we're going to go and try our luck up there and see what we can do, and hopefully, hopefully get ahead of Tony and them guys and put on a good show. Well, I think that. Uh... How'd you stumble into this? Um, actually, through Mike, um, having lunch with him one day, I'd ended up buying a Porsche and, and always wanted to do some racing. I bought a Porsche and was going to try to race that a little bit. And Mike and I had talked, and, and uh, he had kind of pointed me in the direction of, of going in the stock cars and seemed a little bit more feasible <clears throat> for what I wanted to do, and, and he was a lot more knowledgeable in it. And uh, Just some guys I hung out with that have been racing uh, stock cars for years, and, and uh, they kind of just pointed me in that direction and ended up uh, getting in a stock car and just fell in love with it. Just uh, what a passion to, to, you know, get to finally do it after, you know, after years of, uh, of wanting to. Have you ever raced on a circle track? No, sir. No, sir. Never raced on the circle track. Um, uh, practice on them a little bit, and, you know, I felt that, uh, you know, just getting into it, and, and uh, those guys are real competitive, and a lot of those a lot of those guys are trying to make it, you know, make the name for themselves and go pro. And it was just uh, competitive and, and uh, you know, didn't have a lot of insight to it. So, uh, Yeah, I, I don't know what the uh, the opposite of it would be, but, you know, like what those guys are doing is more like gladiators. <laughs> what you're doing is something a little bit differently, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know... More of our end, I, I, w- I would want to say, is you know, more of our end is, uh, like I said, a lot of camaraderie. Everybody's willing to help you and, and you know, and point you in the right direction. Um, you know, didn't really get a lot of that feeling. Um, you know, cert- like I said, circle track's just a lot more competitive. And, and uh, I wouldn't say competitive, but it's just a lot more, you know, uh, these guys trying to make it and, and, and you know, trying to, trying to go forward and, you know, us, being older and, and 36 years old, I don't think anybody's out there scouting for me. <laughs> well, obviously, there's com- there's a competitive thing there between, you know, you guys are racing for points, championships, and stuff like that. But when you're out there on a road course and you got all these multiple turns, right, left, up at the hills, down, is, aren't you racing the course more than you're racing somebody else? Um, or not? It's No, it's definitely challenging. It's definitely challenging. I wouldn't think... Uh, more than somebody else because we're you know we're just as competitive and we're out there uh you know we're out there to win i mean i'm you know i show up to win so i'm i'm racing anybody that i can race and that uh so you know that aspect of it is but i think there's a lot of it's it's a lot it's technical you know it's definitely technical for me um to you know to learn the track and um you know it's not necessarily just going just going left all the time You, you know you've got to learn the track and learn your points and uh so it's it's always to me it's always been a challenge and, and there's just so many tracks uh 
you know, around the states. I mean, from mid-Ohio to uh, Topeka and, and down here in Florida, uh, Sebring. I mean, the tracks are just, uh, every track's just so different and, and uh, always uh, always a challenge for Well, that, now that brings up a point, you see, because these kids, especially the kids over the last 10 years, these days, how, because, you know, on a circle track, as Rob can attest, I mean, you got to kind of learn learn the track as well. And, and these guys, these kids and, and young men, they use the computer games as a training tool. And uh, have you done that, or do you know anybody that does, like where you can actually go and, and you'll, you'll, you'll run the courses on the computer to be able to, to get more familiar with um, the timing and the layout and all of that? Yeah, it was really cool. We went to uh, we went to the PRI show, and they had a uh, and I, forgive me, I don't remember the uh, company, but they had all of the tracks, road courses, and you can put a stock car on it. It was a really really neat concept. Um, found out that one of our competitors out of Kansas has been doing that, and he's been uh, getting a lot better on his game. And uh, he was laughing and uh, said that he he had been uh, practicing on that thing. It's an online game, and and uh, it was it was. It was probably the you know the closest thing to sitting in that car as you could be. I guess uh, the track was the uh, the concept of it was awesome. Yeah. It's all good until they changed the layout of the track on you. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Until we went there and uh, it was different. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, uh, so yeah, you your next like race when you were talking about the uh, the road courses and the differences uh, between uh, circle tracks, I know that you know I'm. I was one of the best in my karting day at, you know, uh, road course racing. That's what that karting was I did, and that super kart stuff. And, um, the tracks were all different because you had so many different corners. And uh, when you talk about kids today, if you took some of these younger kids that are coming in that are racing and doing so well in the oval track racing, and you stuck them out here on one of these road courses, they'd have a lot tougher time at, at, at getting accustomed to it. Um, because of the fact it's not something that um, is so relevantly done. You know, you don't have so many coaches out there. you got a lot of coaches that can coach you on oval track racing, but try to find a good coach that knows something about road course racing. You know, you got to find guys just like uh, the guys we're talking to now that are doing it, and uh, that's where their mentors are, and it would be harder for them to find. But um, I think it sounds exciting. I think you guys are uh, having a good time, and... Uh, I'm looking forward to try it one day. Yeah, Jay, you Jay, you probably weren't listening because uh, I don't. You didn't have a computer there to, to listen to Tony's interview. No, sir. Okay, you can there. catch it. You can catch it later on our archive version. But uh, I did want to warn you that uh, uh, Tony did make uh, make make off an offer there that uh, Rob's probably going to have to take him up on because uh, uh, he's he, he he showed him how easy it was to get involved in this series. So. Um, you know, if Rob comes and hangs out with you guys, it may never be the same. Yeah, there's definitely a, there's definitely a willingness to uh, for everybody to help, and 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 I'm and I know all these uh, circle track guys out there, a great bunch of guys, and and uh, it's I think that it would be you know as a, as a as a newcomer at you know an older guy and a newcomer, it probably would just a lot more difficult to get into that circle track deal um, than, than what we're doing. So you know, I think there's phenomenal aspects of both sides of it and uh i'm just really enjoying this and, and uh you know getting to getting to experience it and looking forward to seeing rob out there at all the all the good competitors we need 
It sounds like all you need is money, just like anything else. <laughs> Tony's got enough of that for all of us. So right. Just uh, get him to get him to take care of. It. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay. Thanks a lot, man, for spending some time with us on Inside Florida Racing. Stay in touch, and uh, when you win your next race, give me a call. We'll get you back on here. Guys, thank you all. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. I just want to uh, send a uh, thank you out to uh, Christian Osberger. He, he, his parents sent me a video of his race that we talked to him about before. Oh, cool. Very, so uh, thank you so much for that. I have received that, and I appreciate that very much. Well, Rob. Yeah. That was very cool. Now you, you, you had a good night. Yeah, now I just got to concentrate on getting that SCCA license. There you go. Figure out who's got a Miata I can use. East Bay Raceway Park this Thursday night. Yeah, come on out. We'll have a good time. It's guaranteed. Okay. Anything else, Rob, from your end? we got to get out of here, man. Um, just make sure everybody listens next week. Same time, same place, right here on Inside Florida Racing. You get the information you need right yeah. here. Yeah, you want to get your uh, business uh, out in front of race fans and race drivers and crew people and all that. Call us, 941-228-8359. Email feedback at realracingusa.com. Fans, go out, support your local racetrack. And Bill Green, gosh darn it, get me my T-shirt. I am waiting for it. Get on the stick, Bill. Come on, Bill. He's on the stick. (laughs) Good night, y'all. Down the south side of town, yeah, in some hole in the wall. I got to do the safety boogie. I'm gonna jump into.